Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronnie Tarmac. Ronald, you're back in uh, the state of dreams, Ohio. Um, loving life, loving your Wi-Fi, loving the attention you got from one Beth Moore this week. This was a Pipe and I were discussing yesterday before our sports pod. This may have been your best like week and a half run of Yoda work really? ever. Yeah, yeah, really strong Yoda Suss week. Suss that out for me, baby, because I'm certainly not seeing it like that. But lay it out. Well, we've we've got this theory that you do your best Yoda work when you're in Ohio, like the state of despair. Um, so when you're when you're back from the the mountaintop of Naples. And you you go back to like where all the despair is. That's when you do your best Yoda stuff. And, I think there's um, a lot of truth in that, which leads me to think that like when I finally do make that permanent move to Naples, Florida, it's not going to be yeah. great for me. It's not going to be a good well, move. For it's me. not going to be good for your Yoda work. I mean, your Yoda which work is, is going to take a dip. Which is my work uh, in my life, obviously. Which really is your work. Yeah, I mean, if, my it ministry comprises- is my Yoda work. <laughs> ministry of Yoda. Baby, now suss this out for me because when you when you are really doing Yoda stuff at a high level, um, it drifts across my transom, and um, I, I learned this. Yeah, I learned this week that like mm-hmm. Beth Moore, like what what he like she retweeted one of your Yoda things, and uh, I want you to just talk about that and talk about how your life's changed from it because I'm guessing like is she gonna book book you to speak like open for her at one of her gigs or like mm-hmm. what's the next step on this deal? Yeah, well, obviously, boys, it came out of nowhere. I don't know. I I, I did some kind of Yoda tweet. Somebody uh-huh. liked it, and then Beth Moore kind of made a comment about like, "Oh, this" or something. And and um, I don't uh, pipe. I don't know if she retweet. I don't think she retweeted. It. I think she just liked it. No, and, it was uh, actually it was a quote from the podcast that I was not on. Which, by the way, you guys got some uh, you guys got some really encouraging feedback on. People really liked the uh, the disappointment episode. Uh, yeah, they like it when we're openly sad. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they like to one, watch us suffer. We got a couple emails about that when people uh it very much resonated. But somebody right. quoted Ronnie from that uh from that episode saying something like the cross is the uh, cure oh. to the curated life or something to that effect. No, the cross the cross uncure the cross uncurates our life. Something yeah. I, something and so somebody that quoted that. And uh, and then Beth Moore replied to the quote and some yeah something okay. to the effect of like oh wow this or you know just a very strong affirmation of of appreciation kind of thing and uh, and so yeah Ronnie's famous now is what this so what happened to. on the heels of that big T to answer your question is yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, Beth Moore and I have gotten together we uh, mm-hmm. did a power lunch at Lifeway two days ago nice. and we, uh, we got a sermon you know we got a book study coming out on Song of Solomon next yeah, uh, careful January. with that <laughs> sermon careful <laughs> with that sermon yeah, business easy, and, uh, and easy Beth with Moore, the word sermon buddy boys I'm not SBC so I have freedom I'm part of the evangelical free church so if I want to do a sermon series with BM it's not a prob and we're gonna we're gonna lay it out there you know dude you so. and BM straight to the top man. I'm not you sure that's a great I'm not sure that's a great nickname um <laughs> just throwing that one out there I love it I love it um has she ever had a man speak at one of her things before? How dare you even ask that question? I, a, I feel a soft man if it is one for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Baby, I feel offended that you would even ask that right now. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just don't tell her about the axe throwing in your past, you know. And and I think you'll be, I think you'll be fine. 
Um, Speaking of actually, men, she's she's she from Texas. Name. I have a feeling she's more manly than a lot of the men who hate her. Like in terms of her ca- her capabilities with all things like outdoors and construction and whatever, I would bet that she's better than a lot of the men who criticize her. Piper, did you just call Beth more manly? I said more like- manly then. That's uh, okay. there's a, there's a distinct true. but subtle difference. There's some nuance in that. Yeah, there's some nuance in that. I mean, are we allowed to call Beth more manly? I mean, that feel that feels like one step forward, like eight steps back. Has, has well, what we are allowed to do ever played into what we do on this podcast? We're white, older men. We're not allowed to talk about gender at all. So I think like, we've, only we've plays, already transgressed. It only plays in when our boy Big T gets a little, uh, how shall we say, sensitive. Which Como se dice sensitive. Which is our transition. That's a baby. That's a good radio segue from uh, a general discussion about manliness to a discussion of the most manly man. Um, per None that more man. Manly. Per himself. <laughs> None Per himself, not even, not even Almanzo uh, Wilder is more manly, dude. Almanzo Wilder, baby, is a little girl compared to this guy <laughs> whose name I'm about to drop on you. Um, his name is Owen Strakan, okay. And uh, if he were on Little House on the Prairie, he would be too manly for the show. They would have to cancel it. So this is um this is a tweet from Owen Strakan, and uh, I'm going to read it to you, boys, and then uh, and then I want to discuss what we got into yesterday via text, uh, a little pre-show prep. Uh, this is Strakan on manliness. Quote, men today are often soft, weak, passive, unprotective, but physical discipline is key for men. Here, Paul. This is Paul. I batter my body and make it my slave. 1 Corinthians 9.27. This is Strakan again. Christic manhood is protective, sharp, watchful. The man who is willfully soft physically is often soft spiritually. Um, all right. And I don't, I don't want to read texts out loud that you boys sent back and forth, but... Uh, but how, how do we how do we want to frame this thing? Um, we frame it by saying truth, and we move on to the next topic. Oh, oh baby, that's not what you said yesterday. I'm kidding. I'm joking, boys. Trying to lighten the mood here. Should we talk oh. about how? Uh, okay, there's there's several ways to approach I was this. Say there are some options here. There are some options here. Can we talk? Let's talk first about how Straycan is really like trying to double down on cornering the manhood market. Like he's really, he's looking for a manhood book series. I think, um, my question Pipe, to you boys. Well, hold on real, yeah. real quick to you. Pipe. Yeah. Is he still, he's not like the prez of CBM dub anymore. Is he? No. When is he, he, still when in he left, thing? when he left Southern, uh, and moved to Midwestern, I think he gave that up or shortly thereafter. So he's not even doing all the council of biblical and women and women, man, womanhood, yeah, whatever that whole thing about saying that like men are men and women need to stay women um yeah uh so what so what he's just a prof now right is that the sitch with a stray can yeah he's teaching at uh he's teaching at midwestern seminary and i don't know that he has any official role with uh with cbmw anymore but yeah i mean he was the president for a while and i think okay. there was also a sense of um possible like he's he may be a bit too aggressive and divisive for that role but i'm not sure about that i know shocking right speaking um, right. of divisive though boys we had a little uh we had a little disagreement yesterday 
I don't know. I was in a feisty mood via text, um, unlike usual. And um, I just begged the question. If somebody else had said this, right? Like, like if your best bud, Big R, if, if at Jared C. Wilson, who you're like vacationing with, he's probably like in your house right now eating a scone. Yeah, he um, is. Hold on. Hey, Jared, pour yeah. me another cup of coffee. Hey, yeah, Jared, right. what do you think of this tweet? It's the so red if you're, if you're, yeah, pour me some red bud. Red bud coffee. Just do a little promo. Just tastes little... great with the Happy Rant podcast. Um, but if if your bud, if your your bestie at Jared C had read that or had written this tweet, like would we be going at it? You know what I mean? Um, and I guess that was my that was my question um, from yesterday. Yeah, and I think um, so. My answer to that is one hundred percent. Yes, we would. I I agree with that. If he had written this exact tweet, if he had made a similar point with. Uh, some level of like balance and nuance, kind of like what Paul does in the text that got pulled out of context. <laughs> there, um, uh-huh. there's it, it, we wouldn't have responded. We would have been like, yeah, there's there's merit in physical health. I think uh-huh. all of us to varying degrees pay attention to our health. I don't know that I attach yeah. it to being particularly manly. Uh, yeah, but if Jared had posted that exact tweet, I probably would have first texted you guys. Yeah. And then texted him and, yeah, for sure. and made fun of him. Well, plus the it. other thing too, boys, is that like Jared has Jared does not have a reputation for like posting tweets that are like way out of left field. And I think that we've talked a little bit in the past about what Strake is some of Stray Can's, you know, posts, you know, that are, that tend to be a little like how shall we say polarizing at times. Dude, so what do you what do you think Strake is getting at getting at here? Like what's his what's his like deal with this? What's his I, end game with if that? You look yeah. at, if yeah. you look at his Twitter feed, he is he. I think one of you used the phrase "cornering the manhood market." Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it looks a ton like one of those like somebody decides they want to be an influencer in. They want to be an influencer in social media marketing, in you know personal right. finance, in whatever. And he's just going for it. And so, I mean, it's just, and he's 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 been doing this for a good while, which. I guess it's sort of the if at first you don't succeed, try, try again thing. But um, yeah, yeah, but Pipe, where is he at, man? Here's my question, man. Where is he at mm-hmm. on the spectrum of like the Josh Buses, like these dudes that are like way, way, way conservative, you know, far, far right SBC dude? Like, where is he in that spectrum? Because it seems like he's kind of over there sometimes. And then it seems like he's a little more middle ground with but, us like, sometimes. He, just, he like, almost just never addresses anything except gender and sexuality. Like those guys are the anti-social justice warrior types. So like they they're mm-hmm. the ones who are going to throw around you know uh, cultural Marxists. They're going to but go they would totally agree with Strakehand's post, don't you? Well, like sure. they would I, probably. I think yeah. if if you're this version of of like I don't even want to say complementarian because I think this is a disparagement of actual complementarianism. Um, yeah. It, it this version of of gender roles. You know, this is your stance on it. You absolutely fall like you are saying things that would be agreed with by those far right types. But Owen just never publicly speaks into issues of race or social justice or anything like that. It's really only issues of gender. So and which gives him a following amongst that that right leaning crowd like the, the two groups that I see really latching onto what he says are those very, very conservative 
types. Again, I think that might give a bad name to conservatism. Um, or just young guys because young guys lean misogynistic easier yeah, than do guys who have had some sense beat into them i think yeah he's reaching into like like dudes that like became calvinists like four days ago that yeah, like sort loved of ca- that cage are- stage complementarians if you will or whatever yeah. like i know that when i was in my 20s i my my understanding of of anything related to complementarianism gender roles whatever was very polarized very black and white non-nuanced and and i'm and i was an arrogant jerk so i would have probably latched on to bold statements like that with a lot more uh readiness than I do now, you know? And- so here's my question then. So do we think he's doing it? So let's go, let's like take a deeper dive in. Is he doing it just for the sake of his branding and his audience or like, like, I like what you asked big T like what, like why, like what, like what, like what's the heart behind this? Like what's fueling this? Why was it important for him to say that if you uh, need to shed a few pounds, it's going in line with where your spiritual maturity is at, which is just a, ridiculous like it's, I, the statement is so absurd it's i hate even dignifying it there's a, there's a touch of irony in a guy who teaches at a school with the spurgeon library talking <laughs> about how being overweight makes you less manly or less spiritual spurgeon yeah, was like five five and 300 pounds <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke like he was he was a a bowling ball of a human being who I think yep. we all look up to as a but spiritual he ran 4-8 giant. in the 40-yard dash pipe. That was yeah, the thing. I mean, he could still move. He was like Warren Sapp. I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> spiritually, spiritually mm-hmm. uh, an Adonis, not so much yeah, physically. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got to say, though, man, I mean, I, I replied to Sammy Rhodes on that. He made a comment about Spurgeon's weight, and I said, yeah, but his hair. Look at that hair, man. It makes Dude, up he had a fabulous gain of hair. I mean, like hair, a, hair makes up for lion. all spiritual maturity yeah. my, is my theory. Oh, okay. I mean, and well, that's, I guess that's fair. And he did grow a beard to, to hide that, that frightening face of his as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like once you lock yourself into a, a lane, a a niche lane. So a few years ago, I was talking to a friend and he, he, he did a lot of like social media advising for, for writers and for brands and stuff like that. And he encouraged them all to like find their niche. Like what is your what is your niche? Because it's a lot easier to build a following in a niche. Absolutely. The, the problem is it's really hard to keep saying helpful things in a niche because you get to a point where you're yeah. like, I've I've said all the important principles. I can only yeah. rephrase them so many times. Yeah. And so I think what you end up doing is saying stuff that's not helpful and unnecessary. So there are a lot of useful things to be said to young men about how to be godly men. There are just a a long, long list. Mm. But when you have narrowed yourself down to like, we're, we're, we're kind of fighting a battle against feminism, liberalism, um, egalitarianism, whatever it is. And you've been doing it for five or six or seven years Mm-hmm. And but you but you have to keep putting out content. You just end yeah. up saying stuff like this that you're like that 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 doesn't help anybody. Like you've just defined manhood by by CrossFit. See, here's the here's the problem though, and I totally agree. I I think I think you're a hundred percent. But I feel weird in the sense that I don't even feel like 
guys like you or me or, or Ron, I don't, I don't even think we're able to say the phrase godly man out loud for fear of backlash. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if we say godly man in any sort of a thoughtful way, we get, we get thrown into like this category. And I, I feel like the only two options are extremes, right? And mm-hmm. if somebody had a gun to your head and said, either uh, call yourself a feminist or call yourself one of these like s- Stracanian <laughs> guys, like, you know, what, what are you saying? You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like those are the only two options. And I guess that bums me out. That was kind of what I was getting at yesterday. Well, I think it, um, yeah, I think it depends on who's holding the gun to my head, which answer I give. But um, yeah, what? But I get that. but I think I think it's his the the camp that he represents, or mm-hmm. on the other hand, you know what the the progressive feminist mm-hmm. um, camp who would be who just loathes him uh, right. and, and his ilk. I think both of those are, are really good examples of why we need to be able to talk about being a godly man. And then if people get mad, it's like, you know what? You were triggered. Like, you didn't even actually listen to me. Because right. I was talking about character, and I was talking about uh, humility, and I was talking about like work ethic. And I was ta- just yeah. thing, things that are – I mean, the, 90% of being a godly man is just being a godly person, and it probably applies to women as well. And then there's yeah, there totally. are portions – like at, at at the outsides that that are gender specific because all of us on this podcast, you know, we obviously do believe that in in the uniqueness of gender, but not not in the same way that <laughs> of this tweet that we're talking about. Well, we just have to. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Pipe. I think that we're just in a we're like in a cultural moment now where like all the old terminologies have like lost their meaning. So we can't just say conservative. We can't just say complementarian. We can't just say godly man. We got to, every time we say something, we have to redefine what we mean by that term because now, because those terms are like filled with all kinds of different meanings, like, because the spectrum has just continued to widen and widen. And, and so I think that I think, more than any other single thing right? fills me with just existential despair. Does it you? Why is that? Because yeah, that out, Big I mean, it, it turns every conversation into a referendum on your politics and it turns every conversation that should be 10 minutes into three hours. Right. While I qualify everything to high heaven so that people don't either think that I'm like one extreme or the other. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think yeah, um, I agree with that, T. I think it's because of the moment we're in because we are lacking, like we're lacking new definitions for some yeah. of the nuances that have come. So if, in other words, like, so here's one, here's one that'll trigger. Um, so just to say I'm pro-life now, you almost can't say that, right? Because that, right. what does that mean now? That's a great but, example. But if you say, but, but T, if you go, well, man, I'm pro-life, but what I mean by that is I'm womb to tomb, um, now there's a category now and everybody knows like on the spectrum where you're at when you say pro-life. Yeah. So like that's a new term that's kind of been, you know, introduced that gives a little more nuance and meaning instead of just saying pro-life. Right. So I think mm-hmm. we're just we're lacking some new like words and, mm-hmm. and definitions, but I think they're they're probably coming, you know. Yeah. Um, but right now we're in a moment, like you said, where it's like, all right, well, let me spend an hour and a half just, you know, sussing out what I mean when I say I'm this or I believe well, in this. And I, I think I think the gender one is is tricky because it's not a gradation. Like there's like the pro-life thing requires some clarification. The gender mm-hmm. thing requires a certain amount of reclaiming because 
because we've gone from a universally accepted two genders a few years ago mm-hmm. to a a gender fluidity in society as well as a spectrum of <clears throat> so not just gender fluidity but like sexual preference and and sexual orientation cuz i guess preference is probably the wrong term and so y- you get that whole thing and so to say godly man probably means less than it ever has but it also means more than it ever has and it requires a certain amount of sort of humble willingness to stand your ground and go, no, I do mean godly men. I don't mean that version of godly men because I don't think that's godly or necessarily manhood. But, but there, it, I think we have to. I think we have to hold on to those terms because you, you can modify pro life for clarity. You can't really modify manhood. Mm-hmm. You can discard it or you can fix it. But you can't really modify it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You can't modify, um, it, but you can, but you, but you still can clarify it, Pipe. Well, I mean, sure. You're, but yeah. and 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 so much of that is in how it's done as well. Like if if you if the three of us are going to talk about being godly men and we're exemplifying something that is you know that is respectful to people of all genders, that is that is humble, that is that also has a strength you know a strength of character. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's what the, it, it sort of gives. It gives meaning to it. But when you start yeah. throwing on like godly men must hit the gym, you, <laughs> you're confusing the issue, not clarifying the issue. Yeah, yeah. And that's and it's contextual, too. Right. Because, man, you're going to be around some people and they're just going to understand what you mean. They're going to know you. They're going to know like your heart behind what you mean when you say godly man. And then there's other you're going to be in other instances or contexts where you're going to say godly man. You're going to say. But what I mean by that is. Not that this is some like, you know, you know, macho, you know, I got to be at the gym. I got to be like gargling like razor blades and like, you know, doing all, you know, doing all that kind of stuff to to yeah. sort of prove my manhood. And so, I mean, but I think we're we're always faced with that. Right. With like with like anything that we have to sort of assert our position on or our views on. Right. But I mean, but I, yeah. but I hear your but I hear your like sort of your aggravation with it, though, T. I mean, I think I think. We well, did. sure. And, I, and I, I think the context is important, too. Like, I just feel like. Right now, today, in 2020, and maybe this is sort of uh, elevated by working at a university, like, I feel like this is the only issue. You know what I'm saying? I feel like uh, just kind of psychically, I spend 85% of my, like, mind space navigating this issue um, or, or variations of this issue. And, you know, more and more teaching is an exercise and just uh, eggshell walking and trying not to offend anyone on, you know, either extreme of this thing. And, um, yeah, it's just tricky, you know, um, it's tricky. It's discouraging. It's, uh, it makes me feel old to be honest. I mean, it just makes me feel like, like our grandparents must've felt, you know, um, yeah, it's a huge downer basically. I think, um, I think to pivot a little bit, I think there's something a little more at stake when we talk about this right now. And that is if uh, Jared C. will think that this episode is funny enough. Well, yeah. So I think I think um, we really need to discuss that for a few minutes because that's uh, (laughs) that's important to us. Jared C. want us to does he want us to go back to being funny? Yeah, he made a comment about our our he was disappointed in our disappointment app. So he said, hey. You know, when, when's, when's HR going to be funny again? Yeah, but Beth Moore liked it. So, you know, one of That's them has true, a blue man. check and the other doesn't. And so <laughs> I think it, one opinion matters. Oh, Dude, is, is, 
is at Jared C going to be threatened by the fact that you're like kind of moving your career forward with Beth Moore now instead of him? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people are threatened right now, baby. I mean, I think there's yeah. a lot of people that woke up this morning feeling like I got to rebrand. I got to rethink. I got I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I got I got I got to rethink my life. Because I feel like you were kind of doing this dance with Jared C. And now it's all the all the energy is going to Beth. Now. Dancing so, with Jared C. You know. is not manly. Let's just get that out in the open. <laughs> that that Jared I'm, I'm triggered by time, this language. Boys. We're yeah. secure. We can dance together. I can uh, write a, uh, I can write a, a song of Solomon, uh, you know, Bible study with Beth Moore. It's not a problem. All of it's okay. Maybe it's is Jared good. C. a dancer? Like if you were in the right context. Oh, and like are you kidding the, me? The right song came on. I, I just don't know. I, I don't hang that? with him every I mean, other you day like you do. Guy? Just one look at that no, guy. I've, I've literally never seen the guy in my life, baby. No, I man. Well, I, mean, look look at. I mean, look him up on social media, yeah. baby. I mean, that dude's a dance. I mean, one look at Jared C. And the first thing that comes to your mind is dancer. Yeah. Modern day Fred Astaire. It's a, yeah. He has Absolutely. a strong Footloose vibe to him. 100%. Does he really? He's going to an empty bar there in He's going to like an empty barn in Kansas City, Kansas City, or where, wherever he lives, and just dancing out his feelings. He's singing in the angry. rain, man. He's it, singing it in the rain, and he, man, is, he just. Yeah. Is there a better place the to do he that than Kansas stuff. City? I mean, what what better place to go? You know, dance your soul into a better place. Absolutely. I can't um, wait to. We're going to suss that out at uh, at live at Midtown too. Is uh, Jared C. Wilson dancer? Cool. Love tiny dancer. Hold me closer. <laughs> question mark how I close be, are you guys? i That's used to be question. friends with jared c and then we did this app yeah well no no yeah no, but at least we're trying to be funny again and that's all for yeah him. we're this trying one, so this one's hard. out to you jared lest we talk about gender all the time which i really feel like for the last two months is kind of all we've talked about on this on this program we we've really? kind of danced around it yeah dude this is speaking this is dancing? recurring yeah speaking of dancing i mean and it's the classic like we want to we still kind of the three of us, I think, want to appear cool to like legit liberals. But we also <laughs> don't want to burn our bridges with like legit conservatives. I mean, it's a it's a it's a delicate position we're in. It's the a tightrope that we are dancing. Don't you think it is, though? Like, all kidding aside, I'm losing interest in trying to be cool to either side because it's exhausting. Oh, like, I totally we, it because because that's where all of the nuancing that is so annoying is what you were talking about where you you have to rephrase and reframe everything and i don't yeah. mean that i i don't mean that that i want to like i don't want the pendulum to swing to where it's like one side or the other is the butt of every joke but just to be like whatever right. we do what we do and yeah. th- those who have a sense of humor and can think in a little bit of nuance like the wa- come on in the water is fine well, well dude, i mean and, dude and, we're not even we're not political i mean pipe you're like Ted, I know me and you. Like we, I mean, we are the least politically driven people on. Dude, on, we really are, and I think like our, Pipe, our I listeners think you probably are a little more. You maybe bend a little more that way, not in a negative way, but maybe you have more concerns towards some of those things than we do. But I, but overall, this, I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a program that does not does not bend in that direction, like almost at all. You well, know? and both sides, like on either extreme, really do eat their own. And this is this is what I tell like. My students who are sort of dabbling in, you know, uh, try, try, well, no, dabbling in like trying to appease the far left or whatever, for example. And it's like, you know, if, if you keep unraveling that ball of string, like they're not going to be satisfied unless you become apostate and, you know, do all these other things. Like you really, you can't satisfy either extreme fully. And, um, 
I, I guess that's I guess that's where we're at, right? We're just mm. kind of in the middle, trying to trying to do our thing, and well, we're, we're nothing if unsatisfactory to everybody. So, dude, exactly. <laughs> that's the wheelhouse we're going to be in. We're going to be literally dissatisfying to everyone. So, uh, that's the new direction of this program, boys. I'm I'm glad you're on board. I feel confident we can do this, guys. I think that that mission statement really speaks to me. We can disappoint everybody. Happy Red 2020, dissatisfying to everyone. Uh, I like there it. There we go. Speaking of someone who may be dissatisfying to his old audience, I don't know. Uh, it's been a long time, boys, since we've talked about Frank Chan. Frankie. Frankie. Francis. Um, Gosh, I love Frankie. I just I I, love that baby, man. Baby, we've always I loved love Frankie, haven't we? Haven't we been I a little, like, just it's not fascinated with his yeah, we've been fascinated arc. by him. I mean, he's. I, I think besides, I think besides uh, Pipes, Pops, J- Johnny P. I think we're the only two guys in Reformedom that like Frankie. Um, <laughs> Frank yeah, it's just, yeah. it's a weird thing, man. I yeah, I, it's so. so boys, what's what's going yeah. on with Frankie these days? What do you got, Big T? Frank Frank's looking at a little back a little backlash uh, because of some views he has on transubstantiation. So you two men. You gentlemen are men of the cloth. So, Ronald, I'm going to let you explain transubstantiation to the audience and to the rest of us. And then we'll get into, like, um, just kind of Frankie's wild career arc. This guy's had a – he's had an interesting run. So explain transubstanti. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jack this up for all of you uh, theology nerds out there. But um, here's my shot at it. It's, uh, it's when you take the Lord's Supper and you believe that the bread in the cup – uh, in that moment, is transformed into the actual body and blood of Christ. There you go. That's is good. That Piper, does that jive with uh, like what you thought about it? Yeah, I mean that's that's transubstantiation. So that was yeah. that was a pretty accurate and concise good description. Job, guys. Nailed it. Appreciate yeah. that, boys. So what? Good so work, So Frankie, I think didn't he speak at some like Catholic like youth retreat well, or he, something? Yeah, he preached it, a sermon and basically. I don't know where it was because I don't even know if he has a church anymore. Like I'm a little confused about what where his his itinerant ministry has taken him. But he he's getting ready to they, move. They he's moving overseas. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's moving, moving to moving to Asia, I think. But um, he he basically extolled the virtues of transubstantiation and said, you know, he's he's always been troubled by a few things about communion and. In looking into the early, you know, some early church fathers' views and things, he understands where it came from, and more or less came down on the side of I. I think this is what this is, and it adds so much meaning and significance to communion. And of course, then there was a hubbub because Catholics claimed him, and uh, and evangelicals decried him, and here we are. Crazy, fascinating. But do we think like so? Here's the thing, man. Let's. I, I like what you just said a minute ago, T, about talking about his career arc, because like it's straight. Like Frankie, Frankie has this weird thing where like when you talk about Frank, you never talk about like views on things of of, of more theological nature. Yeah. It's more of just like man, the church just you know is missing the Great Commission, and we need to get out there, and we need to care about the lost. Like it's. He's he's way more general in in terms of like the things that, or the theology that the theologies that he really pushes out there. So for Frank to get kind of nailed on like say a particular point of doctrine is like super weird for Frank. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like the yeah. fact that he's getting nailed on on like on this like this kind of weirdo point is like fascinating. Yeah, I, he's like this isn't my thing. This isn't what I do. You know? Yeah, totally. 
Piper, I think Frankie is the Kyrie Irving of pastors. Totally agree. Like, he's he's in the he's in the Kyrie Irving stage of his career where he, he's going to end up scoring like thirty eight points a night for a, a team that's like last in its conference. What well, do you think? I think he might be more like the Stefan Marbury point of his career, which is former All Star who Going takes, to China takes to, his game to China, yeah, where he yeah. becomes an even bigger star on a you know on a on an entirely different stage. So, Boys, let me remind you, we're not doing a sports app right now. There it is. Uh, let's see. Accountability. If, is is there a way to? I'm trying to think if there's a way to move this into another uh, another arena of arts and performance where Ronnie could speak into it. Um, Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, who's that. the who's the music uh, the music industry <laughs> comp for Frank Chan uh, Piper? Yeah, I'm Ronnie to hates think, like he hates this bit. He hates what you. I hate it. <sighs> It's it's got to be somebody who made it really big in you know kind of a, a prominent genre of music and then was like I'm gonna go do mime or something you know or go do you know he I'm just gonna, quit I'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna become Bob Dylan after after having been part of a massive rock band or something dude like is it that. like is it like a George Harrison kind of arc like you know you're in the Beatles you're in this huge you know deal and the, but then you like kind of do your trans you know transcendental meditation <laughs> like. You know, you're kind of zen. <laughs> you're you're like zen out you records. Transubstantiation and transcendental Tra- meditation. <laughs> I almost said transcendental substantiation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, just a, just some educated, just some educated guys here talking about theology and stuff. Absolutely, a couple, just a couple of theologians chopping it up. You know, <laughs> I think I think it could be that, but that feels more like the that feels more like the the Mark Driscoll one where you go like super huge mega church and then just sort of everything kind of falls apart for whatever reasons and yeah. you go a crazy direction this yeah. I, this is kind of like that but it feels more like he just sort of disappeared off the scene altogether you know you like you find out there's a you know there's a hollywood actor who just sort of disappears and then he opens like a community theater in brussels or something <laughs> Dude, like that. no you know who he is avril levine oh my gosh t are you joking Dude, no, I'm serious. Like Judas people, people Priest. thought she was dead for a while. You know, she did You're like Skater Boy and everything. with the Avril quote unquote yeah. comeback. Yeah, Frankie is Avril Levine. That's, I'm, the, that's I, man, I feel happy today. That's the biggest. That's the that's the longest bridge I've ever seen built in my life, man. That Absolutely. is awesome. Man. Absolutely. Wait, is this a is this a disagreement or an agreement, Ron? You just you stopped it. Like, are you serious? But I wasn't sure if that was like a wow or a what's wrong with you. Oh, I think it's both. I just don't care. But I think what's more fascinating uh, – this is what's more fascinating about Frankie. Tell me if I'm wrong, yeah, boys. Yeah, it is yeah. insane that mm. Frankie has gone all of this time with all of his Frankieisms and just getting up, doing conferences, not knowing what he's going to say, saying stuff off the top of his head. And this is literally almost the first time in his career – that like he's kind of sort of gone off the rails where people are concerned about him. Like, dude, it's insane that it's taken him this long. Like, wouldn't you have thought that like this would have happened to Frankie years ago because he's Frankie and he's so just like kind of dissatisfied and discontent. He's just he's always just so like angsty about everything. I dude, can't. That's been a that good part of the shtick, though. Like, I, I think I, I agree. But everybody's really comfortable with like a certain level of discontentment. You know what I mean? Like in a, in a weird way, in a weird sort of. Yeah, it's alternate how reality. How he encourages people, right, in the faith. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's worked for like Paul Washer in a completely different way, right? right. Like nobody listens to Paul Washer if he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good." You know, I'm feeling, 
And so are you. Okay. Good I job, really guys. Nice week. Well done, yeah. buddy. But I know. But like, what I'm trying to say, boys, <laughs> is that if you would have, if I would, so if I would have, like, if I would have gone all like prophetic on you guys like three months ago, and I would have uh, said, uh, guys, just wait. Mark my words, man. You know what they're going to be nailing Frankie on? Yeah. Transcendental meditation, <laughs> transubstantiation. <laughs> like, dude, like everybody would have went like you, like, dude, seriously, Martin, like it's like you need to get out of ministry. Like something's yeah. wrong. Like, it, it's right. Nobody saw this coming. Yeah. We're talking about Frankie and transubstantiation right now. Yeah, dude, like, the Vegas salon and this one was like a thousand to one. You know, nobody, nobody saw that. One hundred. Yeah, nobody saw that. It's coming. fascinating, man. It is the almost the greatest thing in the world. Dude, you know what Frank did, though? You know what he did for us? He made us funny again. He got us out of the gender discussion that was just filling us all with despair and hopelessness. Hey, I I think you should write a thank you note to Frankie Chan. Seriously, I think we all should. (laughs) Exactly. You just write Frankie Chan on the envelope pipe and somehow it gets to Frankie. That's like Santa Claus, North Pole, Frankie Chan, Earth. (laughs) Frankie Chan, somewhere in Asia. Piper, can we go like... Can we go 20 seconds on like one more thing before I close the show? Because yeah, I know in. Ron's got to go. What do you think of my Avril Lavigne music comp for Frankie? Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, 20 I, seconds. I, I don't even know if I can do this program anymore. I feel, I feel <laughs> Ill, ill-equipped to speak to this because I didn't like her music back in the day, and I, I just have lost all track of her, which maybe makes it a very apt comparison. Uh, I really yeah. appreciate that you pulled the name Avril Lavigne, though, so I'm going to give it an A+. Frankie Chan, I personally apologize, not that you're into transcendental meditation now, but because one of our hosts compared you with Avril. Mm. Man, a lot of, yeah, just a lot of hot takes this morning, boys. SK8. What happens when you start off with Owen Strachan, you end up with hot takes. Like, it just, it really sets the bar. Dude, how bummed is Owen that we started with him and ended with Avril Lavigne, though? I mean, I think, I think that. You think it would help him feel better if I told him I was going to go to the gym later? Absolutely. I'm gonna go yeah, I'm gonna go work on manliness at the gym. It would be help hard even more if you went to the gym with him. You're gonna like, be a hard Christian man. What do we think Owen's workout consists of? Is he flipping tires or like swinging swinging hammers at a jazz. tire? Doesn't he, he, he work out with guy. words? Doesn't he work out with rhymes? I don't know. He maybe he takes like a hip hop dance class at his gym there. I don't know. Oh, dude. Um yeah. I need to cool it, mind. man, because I'm I'm gonna be starting at Midwestern in Who May wants and I'm to gonna see Owen pop lock and drop. Oh, 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 there the it mind, is. The mind wanders. The mind really wanders, just like Sorry. we have wandered. My apologies, guys. Didn't mean to cause anyone to stumble. Ted, really quick before you end, what would happen if Frankie was in a room doing transubstantiation <laughs> with Owen Strakehand working? Like, what would, what kind of, what kind like of, like one of those little, like one of those little workout rooms at the gym where, like, you go in and you just grab a mat and there's a little section in front of the mirror. Yeah, that that would be fascinating. I, I like are, how transubstantiation and transcendental meditation have become <laughs> interchangeable for Ron. He just said doing transubstantiation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. As if as if it's still like a little routine that you do. <laughs> Dude, it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think I'm going to try it today. Boys, we have uh, we have wandered to and fro throughout the routine okay. of this program, and. Uh, far from feeling routine, it was uh, it was a delight as it always is. As is dwell Bible. Um, get the app, listen to somebody reading the Bible to you out loud, and uh, enjoy it like and, we do. Yeah, go to uh, dwellapp.io slash happyrant to get your discount. It's set up for listeners. You can share it around, so check that out. We've wandered to and fro, as we always do. Until next time. 
The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting. And he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.